It's time for another episode of Squaring Up the Sharp. This is episode eight. We are on to week seven of the NFL. And uh, my name is Max Carroll. I'm joined here by my co-host, Austin Weinrich. How was your weekend, Austin? It's pretty good, Max. How about yours? Pretty good. Yeah, it was pretty good. I uh, I had a wedding out of state, had a, had a pretty good time. And, um, you know, it was nice to get away for a little bit. I've been pretty busy around here. So uh, it was nice to get away. But we have a... Uh, a good episode for you here today. We're going to do things a little bit differently today. We're still going to do our recap and then our obviously our week seven picks, but we're going to throw in some some Halloween related uh, kind of material here and and uh, have a little bit of fun with it. So get in that Halloween spirit. Yeah, exactly. Halloween's a fun holiday. It's a, it's a fun <laughs> holiday. Um, but first things first, uh, we are presented by the link. Uh, you can visit their website at Link Sports. That's L-Y-N-Q sports.com. Uh, everything's free. No reason not to check them out. There's a lot of opinion pieces and, and betting analysis. Uh, some good stuff. People put in a lot of time and effort to it. So make sure to check it out. Like I said, it's all free. So, you know, just take a little bit of time and check that out. And uh, like I said, I was out of town for a wedding. So... The plan was to have Michael Vail, he's a college football contributor for the link, uh, on last week before the big kind of rivalry games, but uh, it was kind of stupid of mm-hmm. me to think that I would have enough time to, mm-hmm. to do that while I was away. Um, but we are going to have him on this Thursday, uh, talk some college football, so uh, make sure to keep an eye out for that. We'll put out a, a little notification when, when we get that up there, so keep an eye out for it. Let's just jump right into it here. Uh, we're going to do our recap. We're going to throw some stuff in, like we said, a little Halloween type stuff. So as we go through, but uh, let's start off here with that Thursday night game. Obviously, our Giants played kind the of Patriots. Figured, kind of figured this was going to happen, right? Yeah, and that's why we threw some money on the Patriots. Yeah, for those of you that that follow us on Twitter, um, you know we're starting to put out our our bets that that we're throwing out there. Uh, and we put a hundred on the the Patriots to cover. I think the line was minus seventeen. Yes. And it, it was a little scary at first. I think it was it was twenty one fourteen at halftime. Yeah, the Giants played well in the first half, but then it looks like honestly the Patriots get bored playing these bad teams every week. Yeah, and I think you kind of mentioned it. Belichick might you know he's got a a little a little love for the Giants, so he didn't want to beat up on them too bad. But hey, they actually. You know, they played better than I thought they would, to be honest. Daniel Jones looked like, yeah, you know, he was struggling a little looked bit. Looked like a rookie quarterback. Yeah, which rookie quarterbacks against Belichick don't fare very well. So, um, but yeah, not, not too much to say about this game. It was pretty much what we thought it was going to be. And Patriots moved to 6-0. and So, they're just rolling right mm-hmm. along pretty much. Get a big matchup coming up this week with the Jets on Monday Night Football. Uh, but we'll get to that. Uh, on to the next one here. Panthers went on the road to play Tampa Bay, uh, and the Panthers with Kyle Allen, they just keep yeah. winning, and they keep putting up points. <laughs> I think last week they put up 38. This week they put up 37. And Cam Newton is going to practice during the bye week now, so we're going to see what happens. Yeah, I, uh, I was I was watching some some stuff today, and some some people were saying that. Uh, he his his career with the Panthers might be in a little bit of jeopardy, <laughs> and I don't see how it can. I mean, Kyle Allen hasn't lost a game yet. He's five and zero. Five and zero. Yep. And 
uh, in his start since 2018, and they're 0-9 in the other games. Then he hasn't started. He hasn't started. So uh, that's kind of all you really need to know uh, <laughs> about that. And Cam Newton, uh, it's pretty far removed from that Super Bowl MVP season, and he just hasn't been the same since. So as, a, as the Panthers organization, I don't know how you can't start to look in other directions. And Kyle Allen doesn't wow anybody. No, but he's a good, solid game manager, and it looks like that's all they need in that offense is just get the ball to Christian McCaffrey. And he didn't even have that great of a game. I think he had 32 rushing yards and maybe 30 receiving yards. He had a touchdown of each, but, I mean, the Buccaneers are the one team that seems to know how to stop him from, from going off. Which is saying yeah, a lot well, because every, he's gone off in every game so far, except the ones where they played the Buccaneers. Yeah. So other teams should take a look at what the Bucks are doing to figure that out. Yeah, and uh, so the Panthers actually go to four and two. They keep pace with the Saints, and um, I get you know it looks like you know the Falcons are pretty much out of it. Buccaneers, you know they're two and four, so not much you can say about them. If the Panthers can keep it up and at least make it interesting down the stretch, uh, you know, maybe we'll have a little two-horse race here. But um, the next game here, Ravens beat the Bengals 23-17. Yeah, I think it's everything as we expected. I thought it would be a little bit more lopsided. Well, the Bengals had the first play. It was a kickoff return for a touchdown. That's true. And they scored a garbage time touchdown with... I think it was seven seconds left in yeah. the game. Yeah, there wasn't much time left at all. So, yeah, I guess in that sense, the score doesn't really reflect the... Uh, yeah, garbage time, Andy, did it again. Yeah. Just yeah. enough to cover. Yeah, just enough to cover. And uh, Lamar Jackson just... Ran all over them. Ran rampant. They get over 150 rushing yards, over 200 passing yards. So I'm a little surprised they were only able to put up 23 points. But, um, yeah, the Ravens go to 4-2. and two, So they have a pretty firm grasp on the division right now yeah they're uh, definitely in good shape yeah the browns and the steelers are both two and four so uh and then they just got a, a little boost in the secondary with uh marcus peters yep i'm not a big fan of his i think he's overrated because he takes a lot of chances and most of the time they don't pay off but when they do pay off he looks good obviously <laughs> so i think there's a little bit of he likes to jump the short route and try yeah. to take it to the house. And uh, I was actually surprised that he was playing last week after the shot he took, honestly. Uh, yeah, as was I. And we were watching the Panthers Bucks game a little bit on Sunday, and the guy that killed him, almost. you could say, <laughs> he almost killed, uh, who was it, Kyle Allen? Or, uh, no, someone on, somebody on the Panthers oh, defense. Oh, yeah, on the Panthers defense, yeah. Um, but he was like... I, I could see how he just destroyed Peters because he, like this, <laughs> he I don't, know, I don't even know his name. And he's freaking fast. <laughs> he was flying. And you get hit by him, that's that's a bad day. But, um, yeah, so good, big win for the Ravens. Uh, you know, even though it's the lowly Bengals, you got to beat who's on your schedule. So uh, they go to 4-2. and two. Next game here, Seahawks-Browns. Uh, this one kind of went how I thought it was going to go. Uh, not so much the beginning because the Browns jumped out to a pretty decent lead 
Uh, I think they. they I think it was 20, seventeen. It was yeah. It was either seventeen or twenty-one. Uh, yeah, I think it was twenty to six at one point, yeah. and then from there on out, it was just all. It was all Seattle. Um, Russell Wilson doing his thing. Chris Carson had a big day, and Seattle just gets it done. They're they're, they're, they're not flashing. It's just they just keep winning. Yeah, and they're five and one, and it looks like it's going to be a pretty good battle between them and the the Forty ers I don't think they've played each other yet. They have not. But yeah, um, the Browns. Uh, you know. We wanted to pick a couple teams to, <laughs> to, rip, to rip on, on a little bit because there are there are a few that just just are really underperforming based on you know what their preseason expectations were, and it's hard to un. It, I mean, it's not hard to understand why, but it's you know it seems like it's just the same teams that have the same issues every year, and the Browns are one of them. They didn't improve their run defense at all. I don't think they improved their defense at all. (laughs) And it doesn't help that they're missing Denzel Ward and Greedy Williams, but... They're not helping in the run game. No. And, I mean, you have, you know, OBJ, Mayfield, and Landry on the cover of Sports Illustrated. Now you have Mayfield doing all these commercials. (laughs) It seems like he's more worried about doing the commercials than he is about playing... Through another three picks last game. Yeah. <laughs> he has... Uh, I think it's... He, has, he leads the league, I think. He has 11 picks, I think, yeah. in six games. And when you compare him to other quarterbacks that came out in the draft class, I mean, Lamar Jackson's one of them. Lamar Jackson has 11 passing touchdowns, and Mayfield has 11 picks. And so it's not... Like I said, it's not hard to understand why... They've struggled so much, and you can tell OBJ went over 100 yards, but he's Finally. still frustrated. You could tell <laughs> he he was missed on a couple throws, and he just turned around and walked right to the sideline. Oh yeah, on a deep out, I saw yeah. that. And he was wide <laughs> he open. He was wide open. <laughs> he was wide open. He and he just ran right to the bench. He's like, I'm not even going to bother saying anything, which is good. But you can tell by the body language that he wasn't happy about it. So. I mean, when you're running the ball like they're running the ball, I mean, Nick Chubb has been insane. That's the thing. They need to turn into more of a running team because clearly that's what's working for them. But they just don't want to do it because they want to be flashy. Yeah, it's easy to get away from that when you have guys like Landry and OBJ. But Landry hasn't been great, partially due to the fact that Mayfield can't throw the ball. OBJ hasn't done anything this year of of any significance. So, if you're not able to get them the ball, and you can run the ball pretty much whenever you want, why would you not continue to do that? When you're up 20-6 to six in the game, do you need to continue to throw the ball as much as... I mean, I know it's only the second quarter, but how about you run the football a little bit? Yeah, burn some time. I mean, I want to... I'm going to pull up the, uh, the box score right now just to see, but I mean... If Mayfield throws it 37 times, and the only running back to get a carry was Chubb, and he runs it 20. If you saw this box score, and he ran it for 122 yards and two touchdowns, so over six yards a carry. If you saw this box score, you'd say, oh, the Browns got down early, and they had to throw the ball a little bit. 
But no, they were up by two touchdowns and decide, eh, we're running the ball good. We're going to try to get the pass game going. And I that- just wonder if Mayfield's hype is actually playing a bigger factor than we assume because they don't seem to really love play-action passing. He likes yeah. to be out in the spread. Yeah, um, which you would think with that running game, they'd be able to run some play action. But, yeah, you're right. You don't really see it that much. And, I mean, yeah, he's, what, five? Is he even six feet? I don't know. I don't know what they I don't officially know, I don't know what his mass. official height is, but he's obviously having trouble throwing the ball. He's very inaccurate. He's been inaccurate all year. His His completion percentage, I don't think, is over... It can't be over 55% because he's had three games with under 50%. They list him at 6-1, but I don't know. Yeah, that's, that's obviously generous. But, I mean, even the, the with the rookie head coach, I mean, this is going to be... Who's not a good... No, no, he's not. And He burned all his timeouts and he couldn't even challenge a play that he would have won. I think it was a DJ Metcalf reception oh, in the yeah. game. He looked he, good. Metcalf? Yeah. He looks good. But, yeah, you're right. I mean, it was kind of a surprise hire to begin with. And it's kind of showing that maybe he's... I think they needed someone like a disciplinarian in there. Yeah, I think think you're right about that. But, yeah, the Browns, same old Browns, man. Like, I wrote wrote a... um, I believe I wrote a preview for them coming into the season, and I predict them to go like seven and nine or eight and eight because of this. If they got off to a bad start, you know, the hype was just, in my opinion, it's just too much. I wonder if they're going to start flexing them out of some games soon. Because yeah, they have a they, ton of yeah, primetime games. They do. They've already had three or two, at least two. And yeah, I mean that that you got to think that's going to happen eventually because now they're they're starting to do it right. This is the first yeah. week where they flexed a couple games. They flexed a game, I think, to like four thirty. I think it was the Steelers or or something. They flexed them out, but um, yeah, I mean, just same old Browns, and th- you know, this was kind of the opportunity for them to to have a. A nice solid win. They, they, they beat the Ravens, but you know there are they're two games behind them. No matter how you look at it now, so you know who knows. But just not not a good not a good look so far by them. Um, we'll, we'll move on to the next one here. You have anything else you want to pile on the Browns about? <laughs> um, but the next one here, Saints went on the road in Jacksonville, beat the Jaguars thirteen to six. Pretty much what I, I I wrote the preview for for the link uh, this past week and and I had the Saints plus I think they were plus two and a half in this one. Yeah, they ended up going up to two and a half. So yeah, the public was jumping on the Jaguars, which was yeah. Which, I don't know. I mean, I, I thought it, you know I thought there would be a few more. I, the Saints defense is is playing well right now and PJ you know, Williams, their slot corner, actually just got suspended two games. Okay, so that's. I don't know what for what. They haven't announced it yet, but... Marshawn Lattimore is, like, one of the top corners. Oh, definitely. He looks looks like he's just ridiculous out there. But, uh, yeah, I mean, again, Teddy Bridgewater just... Doing enough to win the game. Doing enough. And, 
Saints go to five and one, so they stay atop the NFC South, uh, one game ahead of the Panthers, and the Jaguars fall to two and four. Substance abuse is what they're saying. Oh, really? Okay. So that, that that'll hurt them a little bit, um, but you know we'll, we'll we'll talk about who they're playing this week and if it'll uh, cause any issues for them. I'm sure it will, but. Uh, yeah, good win for the Saints. Teddy Bridgewater, good story, keeps it going. Um, Drew Brees is going to be coming back soon, so if he yeah. comes back to a team that's <laughs> six and one, five and two, I think the difference is that it's Drew Brees compared to. I don't think there'll be any question about Drew Brees getting back his starting job. No, no, he's unlike Cam Newton, he'll be right back in there, uh, and deservedly so. I mean, um, Bridgewater's a great. You know, backup and potentially good starting quarterback in the league, but he's not Drew Brees, so that's the difference. But uh, the next one here, pretty exciting game in uh, Kansas City. Texans actually beat the Chiefs, thirty-one twenty-four. Both teams go to four and two, and uh, you were on this one. This was our head-to-head. Yes, it was. Um, I was on Houston. You picked KC. Yeah. Uh, you know, getting Tyreek Hill back, I thought that they would. Uh, he definitely made a play. He did. <laughs> he did. He made a he made a couple plays that, you know, one of them I didn't even. He jumped through the roof. He jumped over two people basically yeah. at like five and nine. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know he could jump that high, but. Um, so this kind of is a little concerning for the Chiefs. A um, couple weeks in a row now where they've struggled on offense, and I think the the lack of the uh, the running game a little bit. Has hurt them. Is hurting them. And just their defense gives up so many rushing yards and it screws up the time of possession. Yeah, which that's, I mean, that's the formula, it seems like. Um, do you have the time of possession pulled up there? I do chance? not. Um, but yeah, I mean, Carlos Hyde goes for 100 yards, so they controlled the clock. And uh, to be honest, I mean, Will Fuller had three touchdowns. Easily he go, go through his hands. <laughs> he had three touchdowns literally go through his hands. So this game could have been a lot worse than it was. But the way the Chiefs like to play, move the ball fast, uh, and what happens? Your defense is on the field for a longer period of time. And it's hard to do that. It almost reminds me of like when Chip Kelly came into the league and he was like, I want to score in two minutes. Like, I want to run 100 plays in, in, in one Every quarter. Every game, right? yeah. Yeah. And what did that do? That just tired the hell out of the defense. And it's hard to sustain that for, for a long period of time. But, I mean, this seems to be the formula, so I expect teams to start trying to do this a little bit more. The Texans had the ball for... 39 minutes and 48 okay. seconds. That's, yeah, that's what I thought it was. So 39 minutes, 48 seconds to... In a 60-minute game. 20 minutes <laughs> and 12 seconds is how long the Chiefs had the ball. And the Chiefs almost were able to pull it out. But... Yeah, I, like, the, the like defense said, needs to get stops to get off the field. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And... Um, they're just not getting them right now. No, they're not getting them. The defense is pretty bad. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how they respond. I mean, Andy Reid's a great coach. I'm sure he'll figure something out, but you know when you get into the playoffs, if if this is your style, of game, you better be perfect pretty much offensively, and they have been for the most part. Mahomes makes throws that nobody else can make. They get Tyreek Hill back. They know how to use their running backs. I think they'll be okay, but it's just a little setback that 
You know, you didn't really expect, especially last week with the loss to the Colts. Um, but on to the, uh, the undesirables here. <laughs> the Dolphins almost pulled out a win at home against the Redskins. Redskins end up winning at 17-16 and get their first win. So, Do you think that was a tank move, running a two-point play? You know, I've always been under the impression that at home you play for the tie. On the road, you play for the win. The Dolphins were at home. They went for the win. Uh, and it was such a shitty play. It was ball. an awful play. Uh, the guy with the guy... It was a bubble a little screen. screen pass, like a little smoke <laughs> screen, and the guy just... Yeah. Kenny just, Drake dropped just, it. <laughs> it didn't even look like he dropped it. It looked like he actually swatted it down to the ground. Like, let's make it look like we want to win, and then I'm just going to smash the ball into the ground. But... I guess you can't really blame them for going for two, going for the first win. They know they're not going anywhere, so why not? But, um, I mean, both teams just look crappy. The Dolphins, when they made the switch to Fitzpatrick, actually made, yeah. made a run at the end of the game and scored two two touchdowns, one with not a lot of time left, obviously. Yeah, yeah I think know, it was like 10 two, seconds yeah, left not, or something. Essentially no time left and, uh, you know, a little Fitzmagic, but... Yeah, um, I guess it's a good, you know, the, the Redskins with their interim head coach. You know, Bill get Callahan. A, yeah, they get a win, so good for him getting it. Getting I just really wanted to see two 0-15 teams with a tie. Imagine that. <laughs> Imagine. That would have been... Uh, and then a coin flip for... Who gets the... The first overall pick. That, that might... Is that how it works? I mean, that's... Yeah, if everything else is tied, it's like, be it just like a coin toss or something. Yeah, I guess if you're 0-15, <laughs> everything has to be tied. Division records, conference records, everything. So, um, But yeah, that wasn't that wasn't the best game to watch, just the last three minutes or so, I guess. But um, kind of a surprising one for the next one. The Vikings end up kind of giving it to the Eagles here. 38-20 in Minnesota. Uh, Vikings go to four and two. Eagles fall to three and three, which is good for us Giants fans because everybody yeah. <laughs> in front of the Giants lost. So that's kind of what you hope for, especially when your team is two and four. But um, the Vikings actually look like an, an offense that could do something. Yeah, Diggs got involved. What do you have? Three touchdowns. Three touchdowns. Uh, Thielen had yards. a touchdown. So they were able to spread it around. Dalvin Cook, you know, did his normal thing. Did his normal thing. So. I think the this went back to like the Eagles issues in the secondary. They they really, do not have a number two corner. No. I'm surprised they didn't make a move on Marcus Peters or something. Yeah, uh, I mean that would. I know been, they've been linked to Jalen Ramsey, but it doesn't look like that's going to happen. I, I don't think that's going to happen. But um, I mean, hey, if the if the Jaguars end up losing, you know, another game and now they're two and five, maybe. Then they're like, all right, let's try to get at least a draft pick for this guy uh, if he doesn't want to be here because uh, we're, we're not making a run anyway. But, yeah, I mean, the Vikings, they win, you know, based on what happened, you know, with Monday Night Football last night, you thought, all right, they'll go, you know, they'll be in the tie with the Packers and then the Packers <laughs> just get handed that game. We'll get to that, though. <laughs> but uh, nonetheless, big win for the Vikings. Um, and like we said, as a Giants fan, we're happy that the Eagles lost. So nothing really came out of that game too much, except Diggs actually showed up, which it seems like every like three or four games he has a he has a big game. Uh, he's not really a consistent guy, but 
Um, next game here, pretty exciting. Again, um, Cardinals beat the Falcons 34-33. What do you want to say about the Falcons here? Uh, how does Dan Quinn still have a job? I, I, I would love to know mm-hmm. the answer of why he's still a head coach. Because the Falcons, he's a defensive guy, and the defense has been atrocious. It has been disgusting. They can't stop anybody on the ground. They can't stop anybody throwing the ball. And on top of that, their offense isn't even really that good. I mean, they put up 33. Yeah, but... but I mean, yeah, Matt Ryan's going to get his yards, and Julio Jones is going to have his games. But you have a running back who you paid a ton of money to, and this was, what, his first actual game where he showed up? Yeah, where he actually did a lot. He had two touchdowns receiving... 88 yards on the ground. So where has that been? Because last time I checked, you paid this guy a bunch of money, but you have guys like Edo Smith coming in and... Doing just about the same job. Yeah, pretty much. He's a third down back, and inside the 10, he seems to get... All the carries. <laughs> so what, what was the point of giving this guy all that money when he's basically in between the 20s you know? It, I agree with you. And you you even said before the game that if the Falcons lose this game, Dan Quinn should be fired. And I agree with you. Uh, but he's still there. He's, he's still there. gets another week. Uh, I guess they're blaming it on Matt Bryant for missing the extra point. If you're going to do... If you're going to fire <laughs> the coach, you should do it right now. The, the, they're 1-5. The Saints are 5-1. and one. You, you're, you're not... You're out. You're dead. You're done. So... You can either implement the change now and see how it goes the rest of the season or start fresh at the end of the year. Eventually, I mean, I can't imagine that the locker room's even, like, listening to this guy. No, he's lost that locker room. And when were they in the Super Bowl? Two years ago? I know we talked about this last. Was it two years? We keep talking about it every week. Was it two years ago? No, two years ago was Patriots. So three years ago. So three years ago. So again... Three years removed. I mean... The Grace Perry's over with. Yeah. Uh, and they didn't win the Super Bowl. They blew <laughs> it, which looks even worse because they were up, what, 28-3 to in that game? Yeah, that's the 28-3 game. So uh, this all points to just, uh, you know, the offensive coordinator was Kyle Shanahan, right, at the time? Yep. And now he's a head coach. And he's killing it in San Francisco this year. Last year, you know, you well, he right, was a starting so. And they still fought and played well. So you start to think, you know, Shanahan calling the offense, what was Quinn really doing? Because if it was his defense, they blew it in the Super Bowl and they've sucked ever since. Uh, in my opinion, he should have, if it wasn't before this week, he should definitely be fired now. Um, so we'll just put that out there. But the Cardinals get a nice win. Kyler Murray looks like, you know, he can play. He's, he's definitely fast enough to... He's got that 4 Michael Vick Madden cover speed. Yeah. Where he just runs around. Which, uh, he, yeah, uh, he can make some better decisions, but he's playing, he's playing better than I thought he would. And, um, you know, the Cardinals aren't going to make the playoffs, but... It's. I'm sure it's exciting as a, a you know if you're a Cardinals fan to see them. You actually have a future. They had no expectations coming into this year, so it's nice to see them get a couple wins. Um, next game here, it's kind of sticking with 
you know, this idea that the 49ers are legit. They just dominated the Rams. Uh, yeah, just held them seven points. Yeah. Well, like I said, I've been on the 49ers D-line as being yeah, it's legit. Insane. And then we were watching this game. Who was it? The cornerback, Jimmy Ward. I've never heard of him. He, yeah. He was shutting down. We saw two great pass breakups. He was shutting yeah. down Cooper Cup. He had a pick, too, I believe. Uh, oh, no, he didn't have a pick. But, yeah, he, he had a great game. And you don't usually see it that often where, you know, one of these Rams receivers... Look at, I mean, it's actually incredible. Um, Goff was 13 of 24 for 78 yards. And, I mean, they were able to run the ball a little bit. But Cooper Cup, four catches, 17 yards. Brandon Cooks, three catches, 18 yards. Robert Woods didn't even have a catch. So... Yeah, the 49ers didn't do anything spectacular. I don't even think they had a turnover. It's just they held them to three and out almost every drive. Yeah, just like I, it, it comes out to be less than 200 yards, I believe, of, oh, yeah, 157 total yards of offense for the Rams. When was the last time? I mean, I, they got shown out by the Patriots in the Super Bowl, but to hold a Sean McVay with all these weapons – uh, to a hundred, to a, under 160 total yards. That's just insane. And yeah, the D line's legit. Uh, the secondary, obviously, they're pretty good. They're better I mean, than we thought. They yeah, were. I didn't think that their secondary was was as good as they are because they don't have. I mean, they've got Richard Sherman, but he's on the older, you know, uh, on the older side. And, you know, Jimmy Ward is obviously playing well. We talked about him, but there's not a lot of players that you see in their secondary that you actually know who they are, you know. Um, the D-line, obviously, Solomon Thomas, Nick Bosa, Eric Armstead, DeForest Buckner. These are all first-round picks. D. Ford, he didn't even mention. <laughs> yeah, D. Ford. Uh, these are all first-round picks. And... They just get after it, and their their D coordinators is a madman. Oh yeah, he was he was just losing his mind. I was waiting for him to run on the field and, and get in on the action himself. I the, his name is uh, escaping me, but I think it's Salah or something like that. But he was getting pumped <laughs> up, and he's got a reason to be. He's got that bald head. Yeah. When he yells, it all turns red. And you can see all the veins <laughs> popping out of the top of his head. He's just insane. Um, but, yeah, the 49ers are a fun team to watch right now. Garoppolo didn't even play that well. He threw he threw a pick, 240-something yards. Um, so it just shows that, you know, if they can do enough offensively, that de- that defense is, is uh, going to be able to pick them up. So um, on to the next one here. I think another team that we both want to rip apart a little bit. Oh, my God. Uh, the Broncos beat the Titans 16-0. What... <laughs> when you watch the Titans, what do you uh, what do you see? Nothing. I see a high school Just, offense. <laughs> that's, that's, it reminds me of our offense in uh, high school when we played because it's just pro style and you just force it. Yeah, just to the even if back. it's not working, you just keep doing it. You just keep doing it. They didn't have a play in. Plus territory until the end of the game. Until the end of the quarter, game, I think it was. And they had to sit Mariota because he was so bad. Uh, you, you, you watch him, and it's like, what? What the hell's going on here? And and every time they show Mike Vrabel, who I think is, a, I think he's a good coach. 
Every time they show him, he's got the same face on. I would shave that mustache of his. I think oh, it's yeah. cursed. Oh, yeah, uh, it's. I don't know why he decided to do that, but maybe that's the problem. I mm-hmm. mean, maybe the players are like, "Hey, this guy." He looks like my creepy uncle. <laughs> yeah, they're just. They're just uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't even know what to say. The Broncos gave up 232 yards of rushing to Leonard Fournette a couple weeks ago. Yep. And I think Derrick Henry, what do you have, 40? He had uh, he had 28, 28 on 15 carries, which is normally what you see from him until the fourth quarter, and then he starts ripping off long runs. But uh, like you said, the Denver defense against the run is just awful. And they couldn't even – this is what they're good at. I thought Derrick Henry was yeah. going to just have a game. And we actually – I was high on him in DraftKings. Yeah. He cost me. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I was a little surprised with the line because the money line for the Titans to win was plus 100. And I was like, what am I missing here? And obviously I was missing something because, uh, you know, I know that they were playing in in Denver, but the way that the style of play for the Titans, I didn't really see it affecting them that much. It's not like this run-and-gun style of offense where now you have to slow it down because people are gassed. They just want to run the ball, and they couldn't even do it. And Tannehill came in actually looked pretty good, and I wouldn't be surprised if he starts this week. I don't know how you can't start Tannehill this week. Because they need to do something. They need to win. And he came in and threw 13 for 16. Um... Uh, 13 for 16 for 144, and and he did throw a pick, but so where was I mean, where was that? And it makes them, it makes him look bad because Mariota's been awful, and we've been saying it for weeks. I know you have. Why don't you play Tannehill? <laughs> At play least Tannehill. give him a shot. Just yeah. see what he got. You might yeah. as well. You're and paying him nothing basically. He, yeah, and he comes in and actually is able to move the ball. So now it's like, all right, if Tannehill was starting earlier, maybe they would be a little bit better off. And now they're two and four, and you know it's uh, it's just hard to comprehend some of this stuff. Um, it's it's frustrating. If you can't tell, I'm I'm a little I'm a little frustrated because you know we have to watch this, and it's just it's bad product for the NFL. I mean, and they've come a long way. What was it, week one, where they beat the Browns forty-two to forty? It was like forty-two to. 13. Yeah. yeah, it was four, it was 43-13 or something like that. And they could just do whatever they wanted and now which just I mean that just shows you how bad the Browns defense is. They have 43 points <laughs> in this team. I don't think they've scored 43 points in the last 3 weeks combined. So, it's just awful. Um and I want to I, I know you know we're both Giants fans, so I'm going to try to be a little unbiased here, but this this Jets game with the Cowboys. Are you kidding me, Cowboys? <laughs> Are you kidding me? They didn't show up. You knew Sam Donald was playing, and it's not. And Sam Donald's not this freaking amazing quarterback. It's not like you're getting Tom Brady here. You- yeah. You're getting a guy who's rusty, hasn't played since week one. And the Jets are missing their middle linebacker, and their secondary is suspect at best. Yes, they have Jamal Adams, who's a very good safety, but are, are you telling me that because you didn't have Amari Cooper, you couldn't do anything offensively? I mean, would they? it was like 24-3. to three. 
it was uh, yeah, it was it was twenty four to three before they actually started doing anything, and Prescott, I mean, yeah, he had to throw the ball a bunch of times, so he ends up having a decent line, but no touchdowns. <laughs> to me, I, I don't know how Jason Garrett still has a job. Yeah, but they'll never fire him because he's been... Every couple of years he has that game where you're like, how do you lose this game? Yeah, and they were making fun of him on the... I, 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 was, I actually... I, I left for a little bit. I'm listening to the game on, in, on the radio in the car, and they're making fun of Jason Garrett because he used all three of his timeouts... Uh, what was it, like 10 minutes left in the second quarter or something? There, no, 14 minutes left. There was a minute into the second quarter, and he had already used all of his timeouts. And it's like, okay, obviously you were not prepared. <laughs> I know that I think they challenged something and lost, so they lost a timeout there. But it's no. just, I, I, again, I, it's just... It's I just don't of, know how... It was 24-22 final because the Jets outplayed them the whole game. Yeah, and, which... And I think it comes down to the refs. The refs are trying to give that game to the Cowboys. Yeah, a little bit of that. You saw some kind of suspect I think it was seven plays in a row. Oh, yeah. The final drive. Oh, yeah. We didn't even talk about that. How about that? Seven, pl- seven plays with a flag on either the offense mm-hmm. or the defense in a row. It's... Uh, you know, but any penalty you get on defense, nine times out of ten, you get yeah, an automatic get first, first down. down out of it. And you know, the Jets' offense obviously looked better with Darnold. Yeah, Darnold had a good game. Um, but again, I mean, uh, as a Jets fan, I mean, I know the Jets fans are happy they got that first win against the Cowboys team. Who, you know, three weeks ago we were, I, I was saying the Cowboys were legitimate. And they could be one of the best teams in the NFC. Now they've lost three in a row. I don't know what the hell they are. I don't know if the Cowboys are good. Prescott looks lost. They beat the Giants with Eli Manning. Yeah. And they beat the Redskins. And, and the Dolphins. Dolphins. Those That's are the three wins. And and now they play an 0-4 Jets team and basically get get demolished the first three and a half quarters and then get some, get some guard. You know, they actually had a chance to tie the game at the end, but... I mean, I was talking to one of our uh, Jets fan, uh, our friends who's a Jets fan, and, um, you know, they were all excited and, and, you know, deservedly so, but I'm like, what? it always seems like the Jets can't finish games, you know, against the Bills, and that's just this year, against the Bills. You know, they, they just stopped playing in the second half because they were up 21-3, or no, 21-6 at halftime, right? Yeah. Second half, they come out. They can't do anything. And they score three they points. They score three points. They give up two touchdowns. And, or no, yeah, they get, well, they give up, what, uh, they give up two touchdowns and a field goal. And it's like, just just finish the game. You know, you, you've you been playing well all first half, and then you come out second half, and, and you've got to scare everybody. You know, so to me, that's, uh, again, Adam Gase. Is he a great coach? No, he's not a great coach. So, I don't know. These two teams right now, I just – I have a problem with both of them. I know the Jets got to win, but – that's all that matters. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's all that matters. I mean, are they going to go nine and one the rest of the way, or or ten and one the rest of the way? No, they're not. And the Patriots are six and zero. Oh. So the only chance that they have is they go like nine and seven and sneak into the wild card, which is possible. But the problem is you got the Bills who are 
Yeah, their schedule is easy. I'll give them that. Their schedule is easy. But they still have to win the games. Who knows what happens week to week in the NFL? You have the Steelers going into L.A. and beating the freaking Chargers. Which, which get is to. our next game right is now. Is it the next game? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, good. Good. Okay. Good segue. So, the Chargers at home, which if you saw the stadium... It would, I thought 75% Steelers. Steelers. <laughs> 75%. They showed a video. Everyone's got the terrible towels. They're going nuts. How does that happen? The Chargers are a joke of an organization. Chargers are a joke. Their owner's a joke. They're too cheap. Yeah. and that, That's why they didn't want Eli Manning going there. They said the owner has is just a cheapskate. Yeah, well, if that was the case, issues. then thank you. But, <laughs> I mean, they're just... They had a great year is literally driving from San Diego up to Los Angeles every day for practice. Is he? Games, yeah. <laughs> so he has a converted van. Be. Okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. So yeah, it makes sense. Film in the van. He got very upset during the game, <laughs> and he was barking in somebody's ear. And maybe he was telling him, like, you understand? I have to drive all the way up here. I hate, I, I hate it. I hate my life. And he's been awful. I hate awful. my nine kids. Yeah. <laughs> He's been awful. Uh, the Chargers, you know, who, who are they on a week-to-week basis? They have Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Melvin Gordon, uh, Eckler. Austin Eckler. Like, you have all these weapons, and you're going up against a quarterback who I've never heard of in my life. He's basically the Steelers' four-string starter. He can't throw the ball. <laughs> Smith-Schuster has been non-existent all year. James Conner's really the only guy that's doing anything offensively, and you can't stop him. They put up, at halftime, I think it was 24-3. to And they didn't score anything in the second half, but still, I mean, are you not prepared for this guy? You have a week to prepare for this quarterback who's never played before, and you can't get it done? I don't care if your starting safety's out. Figure it out. You're supposed to be a team that's challenging for the division, and the Chiefs are giving you, basically are giving you an opportunity to get back in the race, and you just throw it out the window. I would say they're dead in the water in the division because the Raiders are. Yeah, the Raiders decent. too. The Raiders actually are are better than I thought they would be. I still I don't think that they're better than the Chargers, but the Chargers just find a way to blow every game. Yeah, just everything. To me, it's I mean every fourth quarter somehow it always seems like. Phil Purvis has a chance to drive them down and win the game, and he ends up throwing an interception. Yeah, it's it's mind-boggling, honestly, because, oh, he's a... They said all these stats about him. They're like, oh, he's top five in yards, top ten in this, top ten in this. And then they're like, yeah, but he's top five in this, and he's the only quarterback in that rate, you know, in that range that hasn't started a Super Bowl. He's won X amount of games, but he's never started a Super Bowl. And it's like... He's yeah. never going to start no, a Super Bowl. No, he's not. Not, a, not with how things are now, and he doesn't have that much time left. And he's playing awful right now. So now you're starting mm-hmm. to ask, all right, is he actually... Is he done? Is he done? And it's a fair question. But uh, we'll finish up here. Spent a little bit more time on this than we wanted, but, we, you know, like we, we said, we wanted to some teams. You know, just rip on some teams. And, and we've got one extra thing that we're going to do before we get into the, uh, the week seven. But for the last game here, uh, Packers win 23-22. A lot of controversy in this one. A lot of people upset and pissed off. Well, the two phantom hands to the face penalties. The two, yeah, two phantom hands to the face. I've been talking about this. Get rid of the refs in the booth, okay? <laughs> Please, get rid of the refs that come into the booth and tell you, well, this was wrong, and this was wrong. It does not make anybody feel better. 
What's the point? <laughs> Just to acknowledge that they know they're shitty. <laughs> yeah, okay. Do So do what the NBA does and have a freaking report after the game where you say, this call was wrong, this call was wrong. You have a guy doing it during the game and it just freaking pisses everybody off. I don't like either of these teams. But I have to listen to John Perry, a three-time uh, uh, Super Bowl yeah. ref, and he's telling you, yeah, that was wrong. Um, oh, the hands to the face was wrong. The pass interference was wrong. There were three calls on the final drive, I think. That the, the two, well, the two hands to the face, one led to a touchdown, touchdown. that got them within a touchdown. The second one, uh, or, or whatever it was, but it led to two touchdowns or, or a touchdown and a field goal to win the game. You have Mc, Booger McFarlane's going nuts, who I hate to agree with him because I <laughs> don't like him, but, you know, he's going nuts. Uh What's the deal? I don't know. I don't know how you can change it. I don't think there's a solution either. No, unless you just say that everything's reviewable and then the game's turned into five <laughs> hours long and they just say, well, we want to make sure we get every call right. I would love to see, like, I wonder how the NFL does it. I know they grade out their refs, but I think at some point they're going to have to make that public information. Yeah, and why can't, what's the hesitation with, with if you're this bad? What's the hesitation with firing people? I don't know. I don't know. You just not. I don't if know. They can with the union. I don't know yeah, how it works. I, yeah, that's the thing. I don't. I don't know how it works. But I'm curious to know why. If you basically you cost the team a, a game. Like yes, Detroit could have won the game on their own. You know, as a coach, we always say we're not going to blame the refs. For, don't leave it in the hands of the officials. Exactly. You left it in the hands of the officials, and it burned you wrong or right but this was obviously two atrocious calls people on twitter are going nuts saying you know we want we want heads to roll basically <laughs> and it's but it's been a theme over the past couple of years of just it seems like it gets worse and worse and now things are more magnified because it just continues to happen um and even people that don't watch football, they're looking at these games, you know, with the Cowboys, like you mentioned. Oh, the, the NFL has an agenda. They uh, want certain teams to make This it. is breaking news right now. Jaguars and Rams have made a trade for Jalen Ramsey. Oh, wow. Okay. So that's why they traded Marcus Peters. Oh, it makes sense, I guess. Um, I don't have it does picks it yet. No? That's... Uh, that changes things a little bit. Yeah. I mean, he's definitely an upgrade over Marcus Peters, and the Rams need the help. So, I wonder what they gave up for him, though. I would assume a boatload. I would assume that, too. Um, but now I'd be worried about the Eagles. I'm sorry to cut you off, but this is... Yeah, no. <laughs> I was ranting, so I need some time to cool It looks off. like a 2020 first-round pick, a 2021 first-round pick, and a fourth in 2021. So two first-round picks and a fourth for Jalen Ramsey. Yep. You know what that pisses me off about? <laughs> mm, oh, yeah. <laughs> the fact that the Giants only got one first-rounder for OBJ. No, but Jarrell Peppers is a first-rounder. Oh, yeah, he's a first-rounder, yeah. That's Freaking what it was trying one, to be sold to one, us. Yeah, okay. God. Two first-rounders and a fourth for a cornerback that... Yeah, he's back injuries. Yeah, and he's got kid problems, and I don't know. But uh, 
Yeah, I mean, this was kind of what we were going into for the next part is just ripping on these refs a little bit because, uh, you know, we were going to, you know, we'll get into it, but we were going to do, you know, scariest units or scariest players. We're going to do our scariest players, but to me, the scariest unit, you know, you could talk about all oh, 49ers D-line, uh, Bill's secondary, whatever you want to throw out there. To me, it's the freaking refs because they can they change these games and there's no repercussions. They hand the forty they, they hand the Packers a win to go to five and one, and it's like all right, what's the agenda? They gave the Bears a win. What was that week three against yeah, the with, Broncos? Yeah, with the roughing the passer. Now look, the Broncos should be three and three. It changes so <laughs> much over the course of sixteen. Even though it's only sixteen games, every that every game is so important, and now you're talking about refs that make the wrong calls affecting potential playoff berths and things like that. And to look at it, since we're mostly a gambling podcast, think about how much money changes hands Yeah, with a call like this. You know, I don't know. I don't remember what the... Do you have the spread for last night? Uh, it was Green Bay... Minus four and a half. Yeah, so I mean, at, at one point... But a Detroit money line. Detroit money line, yeah. Which I'm sure was a pretty nice payout. Yeah. And anybody that put money on the money line last night for the Lions, probably, you know, are they still alive? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it's just not the way you want to do it. And, you know, we talked about it with the Cowboys. You can just tell. Like, you don't want to say it, but the NFL seems like they have an idea of... They need to get those marketable teams. Exactly. And it's a business, first and foremost. So how can you maximize your money, your revenue? I mean, that's, that's always been the knock on the NBA, that yeah. superstar treatment. Exactly. Um, so it's just, it's tough to watch. And just hopefully they fix it. That's all you can say, really. They just hope, Either they fix it or it just doesn't get worse because it's pretty bad right now. Um so what we wanted to do was, before we get into week seven, before we get into our week seven picks, we wanted to do, uh, kind of in the, in the spirit of Halloween, we wanted to do a, a scariest player, just our individual pick for scariest player. And we do, you know, we were going to do, uh, you know, current, but... The way the NFL has changed, I'm not afraid of anything. Yeah, exactly. You can't hit anybody, so it's just... You know, didn't we were sitting here trying to I think guess of Montez him. perfect, but he's, <laughs> yeah. he's suspended he's for the rest suspended, of the season, so he's done. But yeah, I mean, we're sitting here trying to think of a couple guys, and it's like, you know, who can, who can you really who can you come up with? So we decided to do it of all time. And uh, why don't you why don't you take the lead on this? You you give us your pick, and then I'll talk about my guy. Well, my guy might not have been the scariest guy on the field. <laughs> But quite possibly could be the scariest guy off the field. Nicknamed The Juice. The Juice. O.J. Simpson. <laughs> you know, not that imposing. 6'1", 210. You're like, okay, that's a pretty big guy. Muscular. Uh, acquitted, but most people believe responsible for the murder of two people. <laughs> I don't, I, and do you know one of the people he killed was a black belt in karate? Oh, shit. I didn't know that. <laughs> so. So he had to have either surprised him or he knew something. So he's the only one who quite possibly might have proven it that he could kill a man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, not to make light of, of yes. murder, but. And 
did it silently too because this kid's never woke up it was in his house yeah his apartment if the glove doesn't <laughs> fit right yeah if the glove doesn't he was fit acquitted. he must have quit but he was also convicted of kidnapping and armed robbery yeah to steal um, his Heisman, uh, Heisman trophy back I <laughs> Because that's the, that's the most important thing. Yes, he needed that Heisman, that Heisman trophy, trophy back. So, uh, and that was at like seventy years old. <laughs> yeah, when you showed, I, you know, I I didn't know who you were gonna pick, but when you showed me his picture, I just started laughing because I'm like, <laughs> it makes so much sense. And this guy was just. I don't know if you've been watching his Twitter because he's recently been introduced to Twitter. He has those dead soul eyes when he makes yeah. those Twitter videos. Yeah, I've seen those. He's like, let's talk about my fantasy football team. <laughs> I have, no one wants to hear about anyone's fantasy football team. <laughs> I, I haven't... Um, I haven't uh, read his book, but... Uh, if I did it. <laughs> for, yeah, if I did it. And it describes everything that he... That, he he would have planned happened. it better. I mean, yeah. <laughs> So, I, you know, I have to agree, although it's not uh, on the field. I mean, he was a good player on the field. He was a great player on the field. But not he, the guy that you want to run into off the field, apparently. Or cross, cross him anyway. anyway. Yeah. So that's, that's a, that's a good, uh, good Halloween mm-hmm. pick. Um, I went a little bit more of a, of a, a homer route. Uh, kind of on the field and a little bit off the field, not as much as the juice, but, uh, you know, Lawrence Taylor as a Giants fan, never really got to see him play or at least remember seeing him play. I don't even know. When did he retire? Did he retire? Uh, 1993. Yeah. So, I was too young. Yeah, I was too young to, to really watch him at all. But um, basically changed the game. Um, from the outside linebacker position, he's pretty much the reason why tackles are paid the way <laughs> they're paid now because he would just wreck games. And, uh, you know, obviously on the field, you could argue he's the best defensive player of all time. Some people can argue that he's the best player in the history of the game uh, just because of how he changed it and things that he was able to do. Uh, snapped a leg clean in half. Yeah, uh, so, Joe Theismann. Yeah. That's why it always sucked when Joe Theismann <laughs> announced and he'd do Giants games. He, yeah, you could just tell that he was... <laughs> he was still better about yeah, it because he was never able to come back. Yeah, I guess you can't really blame him, but... Um, I mean, some of the stuff that he did off the field, too, and he talked openly about, uh, which we were talking about before we came on here, some of this stuff came out while he was still playing. Which we did, I didn't know about. I didn't know about either, and... There was an article in uh, 1987 from the New York Times where he went into a little bit of detail about the stuff that he did, and he said he was doing crack cocaine and getting hammered at least three times a week, and the NFL knew about it. I remember he used to wear sunglasses on the sidelines. Yeah, just yeah, (laughs) everywhere, and the NFL knew about it, didn't do anything about it, and he... He even said, he's like... He basically yeah, I have, taunted them. Yeah. He said, I have... I, he said that he had cops following him and people from the NFL following him. And he would just do what he would do knowing that nobody's going to do shit about it. Which, you know, there's two ways to look at it. Either you can look at it and say, that's pretty badass. Or he's a freaking maniac. Probably both, you know? I would not want to catch him coming off a bender. No. And... You know, even Bill Belichick said the reason why he was so good 
and so and and how why he was so aggressive is because he just didn't care about himself. <laughs> kind of like, you know, as a football player, I guess that's a good thing, but you know, he just didn't he just didn't care about. It. He had no regard for his body. And you know, he he came out and said the reason why I was able to do what I do is because when I'm at 75%, I'm still better than most people's 100%. I know. Imagine if he was in today's NFL, like, with the routines, the workout programs. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's funny is that I saw a meme the other day. I actually saw it today. Um, it was what players do in the offseason now compared to what they did 20 years ago. And it was a picture of Michael Jordan sitting at a gambling table <laughs> playing blackjack. And then the other picture was LeBron James carrying a monster truck tire <laughs> around his waist. And it's like, that's, yeah. I guess that's pretty accurate, you know? It wasn't the same, it wasn't the same training regiments, but... It wasn't a year-long sport like it is now. Yeah, exactly. And that's, I mean, it's good and bad. Um, you know, a lot, of, a lot of younger people see that. And they want to specialize in sports and at least do a lot of burnout. But that's a whole other issue. Um, but, yeah, I think, uh, you know, the juice. I don't know who would win. I don't know who would win. Uh, if you're going based off of both facets, on and off the field, I think LT. But it's know. hard to go against a guy who killed somebody silently <laughs> in his own house without waking his family. Yeah, he killed. He killed his wife, <laughs> and then at seventy years old, says, "I'm going to commit armed robbery to get back a trophy that really means nothing." You know, I'm sure someone would have bought him the trophy if he really wanted it. So, yeah, <laughs> if, if he reached out to somebody and said, "Hey, I need this trophy back. Can you get it for me?" They probably would have done it just to say, mm -hmm. "I bought the trophy for him." Yeah, you know. And now with his dead eyes, I don't know. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll have to put a bracket together and kind of put a little put a little vote out there to see who uh, who would win. But um, yeah, so that's kind of our Halloween take on uh, on the NFL right now, having a little bit of fun. But uh, let's get into our week seven picks here. Um, we have uh, the Thursday night game. We have Kansas City at Denver. Kansas City's minus four and a half right now. Um, I don't know. With a spread this small, Even Kansas City on the road. Against a two and four team. I mean, I, if well, actually, no. That was the opening line. Now it's minus three and a half. I'm sorry. It's either minus three, minus three and a half. Uh, how can you not take Kansas City to beat a two and four team by three or three and a half points? It's not like Denver's looked that great. They haven't, but I mean, their defense is playing. I think a lot better. Uh, they're playing above what's been expected of them. I don't think that people thought they were going to be too, you know, perform too well. But I mean, to, I also look at the teams. They beat up on a Tennessee team who can't move the ball offensively. So was it the Tennessee offense or the Denver defense? Maybe a combination of both, but. Th minus three and a half or minus three, I have to take out. I mean, I have to take Kansas City on this. Yeah, I don't know how you can. I mean, there's still a lot of people Super Bowl favorites. Yeah, and I mean, I don't, I don't know about Super Bowl favorites. In my opinion, I don't think, you know, no, I, you can't I, go against the Patriots, Patriots until they at least lose a game, you know. But, uh, yeah, I 
Denver really hasn't done enough offensively to show me that they'll be able to take advantage of the holes that uh, Kansas City has. I mean, they don't put up more than 20 points. No. And KC does that even in bad games. Yes, exactly. So if Kansas City puts up 24 points, uh, you know, they should be able to cover because I don't think they're going to give up more than... Yeah, I agree Especially against Flacco. I don't know how you can pick against KC. Yeah. Um, So that's pretty straightforward to me. Um, This next one here, Green Bay hosts the Raiders. Uh, Minus six right now is the line for Green Bay. What do you think about this one? I mean, you got Oakland coming off a bye week, so they should be extra prepared. Yeah. Green Bay did not look great Monday night. They did not. At home, too, which was kind of surprising to me. And I think we've learned the way to beat Green Bay is through the run game. Yes. Uh, The other thing, too, to keep in mind is that you're not sure about Devontae Adams. I don't know how long a turf toe lingers for. Yeah, and you're not Geronimo Allison left with an injury. So they're they're getting down to their third, fourth, fifth wide receivers. Um, And I don't think Rodgers is the same player he used to be where he made those third, fourth, and fifth guys. Yeah. Uh, Well, last night, I mean, that guy, Lazard, uh, (laughs) comes in off the bench, and he is the reason why they won the game. He made that great catch at the end. But... Uh, you know, they also have the refs, too. So, <laughs> you never know. But I think I'm leaning Oakland here. I'm going to go with Oakland. Okay. I like their run game. It's been very impressive to me. Yeah. Um, I think that if they're going to, to have a chance here, they're going to have to rely on the establish run. the run. Yes, I agree. Um, I think I'm going to lean Green Bay here, though. Minus six. I like the minus six. If it was anything higher, I think I'd be leaning more towards Oakland. But uh, I just think that they're going to come out ready to go after, you know, with all the people talking, saying they were handed the game, I think it's actually going to motivate them. And even if they're shorthanded, uh, if, if Jerome Allison comes back, I know... If Devontae Adams plays, I can see this line jumping. Yeah, too. so <laughs> I, I, if it's if it's up in the air right now, I, I would jump on the minus six. Uh, Aaron Jones had kind of a, a rough game. He dropped a touchdown pass, had a fumble. But Jamal Williams came in and actually looked really good. Well, that's the thing. They like to have that two back. Yeah. So I'm, I'm on Green Bay for this one. I think they'll come out and have a better... Uh, but yeah, Oakland's not a bad team, and if they establish the run, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good game to watch. Uh, next game here, this is our first big spread of three, three double digit spreads this week, which uh, that's another thing. Another, the NFL, yeah, okay. it's uh, every week now. I think last week was two, this week's three. Um, Too many teams are tanking. Yeah, and uh, this is San Francisco. They go into Washington minus ten and a half right now. Uh, I'm, I'm leaning towards San Fran for this. I could, I, honestly, I could see Washington not being able to put up any points. The way San Francisco's D-line is compared to that old line in Washington, Yeah. this could be a 8-10 to 10 sack game. For them. Yeah, I think, I mean, you, normally you're a little bit concerned about the 1 p.m. East Coast with the West Coast team traveling, but... Usually defense travels, and 
I mean, Washington only threw up 17 points against the Dolphins. Yeah, I yeah. Um, I didn't even I didn't even think about that. So it makes me feel even better because if San Francisco could put up, you know, 24, 27 points, uh, I don't think you know even if Washington scores, I don't think they're scoring more than 10. So um, you know, I'm curious what the over over under in this one is actually. Uh, it's 42. So. You know, I think that that's kind of what they're looking at. San Francisco putting up, you know, 24 and, and Washington putting up, you know, 14 or something like that. But, um, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if San Francisco just dominates. Uh, next one here, New York Giants are home to Arizona. Giants with a little bit of a, a break um, after playing Thursday night, have some extra days off. Yeah, 10 days. So the line right now is minus three. How do you feel about this one coming in? Um, I mean, I feel like Kyle Murray's gonna have 100 yards rushing easily against yeah, the Giants. Yeah, he scares me. I think Fitzgerald's gonna have one of his classic Fitzgerald games. I have this little fact here from Gaius Gillies Gallant, who works for Odd Shark. NFL underdogs with closing spreads of three points or less in 2019 are 22 and 11 against the spread and 19 and 14 straight up. So this is an NFL underdog. That's for for betting purposes, 22 and 11. That's a pretty legitimate stat. And when they're on the road, they're 13 and nine straight up and 14 and eight. And when they're home, they're six and five straight up and eight and three against the spread. Okay. So, so it looks like underdogs have been hot lately. Sounds like they're a little bit better on the road, actually. Yeah. So, I, I mean, as a Giants fan, I'm, this is a game the Giants have to win. And uh, right now, the, the underdog, Arizona... They're actually, they're minus 115, so, you know, as much as almost minus 120 on, on some sites, so um, it's actually trending in their direction. Uh, so you might see this line actually go go down a little bit, maybe minus two and a half, minus two. Yeah. Uh, and depending on the Giants' injuries as well. Hopefully, 10 days, they got healthy. It looks like Barkley's going to be back. Shepard, I doubt... He's still dealing with the concussion, right? Yeah. And Ingram, Ingram has had some issues. With his knee, so I don't know. I mean, I, I'm, I'm honestly, I'm surprised that Barkley's back so quick. I think a lot of people are surprised he's back this quick. I read, uh, I read an article the other day, and it was just talking about how, like, Barkley's not, not a human. <laughs> like, he's just, he's something else, because high ankle sprain. Six to eight weeks, usually. Yeah, at least. And what has it been? Three? Three, yeah. So that's... And he wanted to play Thursday night, yeah. but I think they said no. Yeah, that's that was smart. Um, I don't know. This is a tough one. Um, this is a game the Giants have to have. And Arizona's... I mean, they're both bad defenses, but the Giants' defense has actually not played terrible lately. Yeah. I don't know. I'm going to... This, this is what I, I personally... I think I'm going to lean towards the Giants, but I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait and see if it goes down. Maybe and see minus two and a half. Injury-wise. Yeah, I'm, I would wait on this, but right now uh, I'm leaning Giants. 
I'd leave it alone until you get closer to uh, game time. To game time. But uh, what are you thinking? Are you going with your uh, your boy? Yeah, I'm gonna go with Arizona here. Okay. Not just because of those stats. I mean, I'm just worried about Kyler Murray and David Johnson. To be honest with you. Yeah. It's, the wide receivers don't really scare me for the Cardinals. I know Larry Fitzgerald, but. He's kind of, you know. Yeah, he just does. He just does what he does. I mean, he'll have his six, seven catches, mm-hmm. you know, 70, 80 yards or whatever he gets. But um, I just don't see any third down. They're going to run some type of QB sneak slash QB design run. And I just don't see anyone on the Giants being able to quick enough to get to no, them. No, maybe the worst linebacking core in the NFL. <laughs> uh, you could probably argue that. Um, D-line has played pretty decent for the most part. No, I like their D-line. It's just in a 3-4, their D-line is mostly bigger guys. Yeah, yeah. So, um, all right. So, yeah, keep an eye on that line, though. Um, you might see it move uh, or uh, change a little bit. So, we'll see about that. But um, next game here, this would be a pretty good game. Houston goes into Indianapolis. Uh, this is actually, in some cases, a pick em right now. Um, but we have it on, but we use a Bovada lines and uh, it's minus one right now for Indianapolis actually is favorited. So what are you thinking? Are you, are you uh, jumping back on that Indy train? Um, I don't know. Houston's looked so good recently. They have. I think I'm leaning Houston in this one. I think that they've just got the... Uh, I'm surprised Indy isn't getting any points <laughs> yeah no that, well that's uh, a I'm, five and one team against what are the Colts well, three Houston three? Houston's four and two four and two um and the Colts are three and two the Colts are three okay so this is a big game this is a big divisional game this could be basically beside the division yeah because it looks like the Jaguars have given up with that Ramsey trade yeah I think Jaguars are done and the time not I wouldn't even worry about the Titans I mean they might have one good game here and there honestly they'll probably end up going eight and eight again yeah and and or seven and nine and not getting in the playoffs so I think I'm gonna lean Indy here though I'm gonna jump back on that Indy jump train back on the Indy train you... they should be getting healthier T.Y. Hilton should be back for this game which that's a that's a big uh, that changes their big offense yeah um I just think I, I don't know Houston's offense. I think they've just got it cooking right now. And well, even with Fuller dropping mm-hmm. three touchdowns, they still put up thirty-one points and responded well. So, and Deshaun Watson is playing out of his mind. When Deshaun Watson gets time, he's a great quarterback. Yeah, and they actually have some some. Tunzel looks like he was worth the picks. Yeah, no, he's been good, and they actually have some semblance of a running game right now, um, with Hyde and Duke Johnson back there. So. They're looking pretty good, and if if you can get them at a pick them, I think Houston's the better team, even though they're on the road. So I don't see a problem taking them. But um, yeah, a little surprised Indianapolis isn't getting any points, honestly. Uh, the next one here, another divisional game with some uh, uh, pretty big implications. Big, yeah, big implications. Uh, Detroit is at home against Minnesota. Another close spread here. Minnesota right now is minus one and a half. Some some have them at minus one, uh, so this one's a tough one for me. Detroit's looked a lot better than I thought. Should have won Monday and didn't. Yeah, um, I mean they blew that game week one. 
to the Cardinals. They ended up with that tie. Yeah, yeah. That's, that might come back to bite them. I know. It's all said and done. Um, but Minnesota looked really good, too. I, I honestly, uh, I was surprised. I mean, Kirk Cousins actually performed <laughs> for once. But again, uh, this is a big game. And what happens to Kirk Cousins in big games? Yeah, he struggles. So I'm going to go with Detroit. I think their defense uh, is, is, I guess, goodness how to explain this is. They're just solid. Uh, I guess you could say, I think that Detroit's offense will be able to exploit Minnesota's defense better than Minnesota's offense will be able to exploit Detroit's defense. <laughs> that That's the easy, as convoluted as that is, that's the easiest way for me to say it. So, Yeah, I, I just don't see... Watching Kirk Cousins for probably 10 years of my life now, I don't think I've ever seen a three-game stretch where he puts it together. Yeah. That's so true. I'm definitely going to go Detroit here. Uh, yeah. The last two weeks, Kirk Cousins is pretty good. So, But Detroit at home, getting points. Uh, I think that's a pretty – in the way they played against the Packers, you know, yeah. I, I feel pretty good taking them in this one. Um, the next one here, we have a few 1 o'clock games left. Uh, Cincinnati's at home to Jacksonville. Obviously, big news. Jacksonville just traded Ramsey, who wasn't even playing anyway, so it doesn't really affect them on the field. But uh, Jacksonville right now is minus four. What are you thinking for this one? Um, I don't know. I'd be worried about Cincy actually winning this game now. You think so? <laughs> you think that the, the locker room for Jacksonville is just... It's going to go one way or the other. Jacksonville is either going to collapse or they're going to be glad to get rid of Ramsey. They still have Minshew, though. That's true. <laughs> the magic has worn off a little bit. Yeah, I think I'm going to go Jaguars just because this is going to be a Fournette game. Fournette's going to touch the ball 30 times. and Yeah, I, yeah, I can see that. And if that, hey. The that... 31st ranked run defense since then. Yeah, yeah. And, um,. I actually think Jacksonville is going to come out to play. I think they're just going to You're run gonna the football. You're going to go that way with him? Yeah, I think they're just going to come out and run the ball. And uh, Minshew is going to be able to play action off of it um, like he did uh, against Tennessee where they put up two touchdowns early. Cincinnati's offense just doesn't scare me, even though Ramsey's not, you know, he's not on the team anymore. I think that their defense is still good enough to, to hold down Cincinnati. Uh, is that that's the way you're leaning as well? Yeah, I'm going to go. Okay. Uh, divisional game here. My, uh, Buffalo hosts Miami. This spread is just insane. Uh, <laughs> minus 17 for Buffalo. They're going to start need to give Miami like 20 points to get people to take them. I know. Um, I don't know what the spread was for last week with Washington. Do you have that written down there? Washington uh, versus Miami? Yeah. What it was. I was three and a half. Three and a half for Washington? Mm yeah, Washington was a three-and-a-half-point okay. favorite. So they actually covered. Miami covered. Yes. Um, the, I don't know. This is just a lot for me for a Buffalo team that... Doesn't put up many points they on don't, And they turn the ball over a lot. Josh Allen is... Which uh, I'm assuming that he's playing. Um, they had a bye week, so... Yeah, uh, I think he'll be healthy, but... I don't know. With the turnovers, I just... I have trouble thinking that Buffalo is just going to blow the doors mm-hmm. off of this one. Um, 
Which way are you leaning Buffalo? I'm going to lean Buffalo just for the fact that I think that defense is going to pitch a shutout. Yeah, that's it. Well, that's, that's I don't know who's starting for Miami, but, I mean, Fitzpatrick's a turnover machine. Rosen's a turnover machine. It's gonna, I, I have a feeling there's going to be a lot of turnovers in this mm-hmm. game. Um, so you're going to go Miami here? You're going to take well, No, well, <laughs> you know, what I was getting to was what you just said. Buffalo's defense at home, you know, Miami used to that warm weather down there going up. It's getting a little chilly up here. I could see them just. I could see them just showing up and not really wanting to play. Um, so that's it's a divisional game. So when you see these big giant spreads for divisional games, you it know, does get you a little nervous. It does get me nervous, but at the same time, you know, Buffalo does turn it over a lot. But you know, uh, so they turn it over a couple times every other possession. They're they're probably going to score. Uh, so I'm going to go Buffalo, too, just because of what you said with the defense. I think Miami's chance to win a game was last week. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, yeah. that was their chance, and that's probably why they went for two. <laughs> so You going Buffalo? Yeah, I'm going to go Buffalo. Um, and honestly, this the, the line might <laughs> go up. You know, which I mean, minus seventeen. If you, minus seventeen is actually fine with me. Um, we took that for the Patriots, and it worked out. So it's every week you gotta guess on it. Yeah, seventeen yeah. points. Um, next this isn't college football. It's supposed to be. Well, it looks like it. I, I feel like I'm looking at the uh, slate of games for college <laughs> football. But uh, Atlanta plays host to the Rams. The Rams are favored three point uh, at minus three. Uh, these are. I would jump on the Rams right this second. Yeah, I yeah. Before that trade, <laughs> they have. They pretty much have to win this game. Yeah, you cannot lose to Atlanta. They have to win this game. Uh, the total is probably okay. It's fifty four and a half. Uh, I wouldn't it's even mind. Total. I wouldn't. I wouldn't even mind taking the total. To be honest, fifty four and a half. I think these teams are just going to go up and down the field on each other. Um, I know the Rams just got Ramsey, but. I'd be worried the about The Falcons still put up points. Yeah, but that interior line of the Falcons has been its issue, and Aaron Donald coming up the middle. No, that, yeah, it's a good point. Um, but it's got you got to go Rams. Yeah, I'm going to They I'm gonna can't go Rams lose this well. game. If they lose this game, they're, they're it's going to be a tough road to get to the playoffs. Yeah. Because uh, you got the whole NFC North is above 500 still. Yeah, like you said, the, the minus three. Um, Right now, it looks like the public is going in the direction of Atlanta. Uh, plus three for Atlanta is uh, minus one fifteen right now. So, um, I don't know how. Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm never picking Atlanta again. I can promise you that. I don't know how you can pick Atlanta for anything with that defense. Um, but maybe I mean I guess you could say the same for the Rams right now because they've just been awful. Um, they did hold the 49ers to 20 points only. You would think. Yeah, I don't. I just don't look at the 49ers' mm-hmm. offense as like a. You know, they can they can run the ball well. They can run the ball. Um, best team in the league, I think. They were averaging like 200 yards a game, but they don't. They just don't scare me. Scare me where it's like, oh, they held them to 20 points, so they played well. Eh, that's 20 to 30 is is where I see the 49ers scoring. I don't see them being this mm-hmm. juggernaut offense, but. Um, yeah, you can put me down for the Rams minus three. Uh, all right, so the four o'clock games now. 
Tennessee. This I, I want nothing to do with this game. I'll tell you this. <laughs> Let me just preface it with that. Oh my god, uh, these two teams. Tennessee is minus two, two favorite. Teams you just ripped on yeah. twenty minutes ago. At home against the Chargers. Uh, well, I mean, you got to figure the Chargers play sixteen road games a year. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess on uh, on the road you. Yeah, it's probably better to get away from. That was insane. <laughs> I, you, if you saw the video, I mean, just watch the video of the uh, the sta- of you know somebody took a video in the stands of the the uh, Chargers Steelers <laughs> game, and it was just all Steelers fans, just all Steelers fans. Um, so you're right, 16 road games a year, pretty much. Uh, I'm gonna let you start off with this one because I, 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 I don't know. <laughs> what is there to say about this one? This is gonna be. It's just an ugly, ugly game. Um, I mean, I'm just going to pick Tennessee just for the fact that they're home. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. Uh, I don't really know what else to do here. Um, I mean, I can't get a read on either of these teams. Anytime I think one of them's going to win, they blow it. I think the Chargers just reached a point of like no return with injuries where too many people are hurt. No one's coming back. No help's coming through. Yeah, and... You don't see them making any trades to bring anyone in. Philip Rivers has lost his mind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm kind of in the same boat. Uh, pretty much I, just, I have no feel for this game, if I'm being honest with you. Yeah, I uh, know. Just, just because they're the home team, pretty much. And, uh, but, you know, both teams have had their issues... I'm just trying to come up with another reason why. Uh, I mean, head to head, the Chargers just own Tennessee. Okay. Uh, nine and one in the last ten, <laughs> uh, and eight one and one against the spread. So, I mean, the more recent ones, the last three, they're they're pretty much straight across the board, one one and one. So. You know, recently, the, the numbers recently tell you you have no freaking idea. <laughs> uh, history will tell you that the Chargers will come to play. They just have a lot of issues. Both teams do. And uh, I think the choosing the home team is kind of the, the safer bet at this point. Yeah, I, I don't have a feel for this game. So. I don't the Chargers, I know it's a 4 o'clock game, so it's not really too different for the Chargers coming across, but... Uh, traveling across the country, you know. If you just lost know what that time game. it is, yeah, it's, it's, it's I, I don't think it's going to end well. Um, but you know, if Tennessee starts Tannehill, I think that that if you get the minus two now, I think that that's actually better than with Mariota because they just can't move the ball with him. So and and again, this is a must win for Tennessee. <laughs> if they lose this, this game, is a must. There's a lot of both teams. Yeah, honestly, both Chargers can't lose either. That's true. So I think that that might force the hand of Tennessee and put Tannehill in there, and it might change their offense a little bit. You know, again, Tennessee might have some something in their back pocket because, you know, the Chargers don't really know who to prepare for right now. That's true too. I wouldn't announce it till as late as possible. Yeah. So uh, we'll you know we'll keep an eye on that. But if you get if Tannehill ends up starting and Tennessee's minus two, I think that's a pretty safe. safe bet there um this is this is an interesting game um seattle is at home to to the ravens right now seattle's minus three and a half uh because of the three and a half i think i'm gonna go baltimore on this okay i think that uh you know baltimore did just get marcus peters who i'm not a huge fan of but it does it does help them um he's 
he's not a top corner, but he's a good player. And Baltimore definitely needs help on the defensive side of the ball. So I honestly think this is going to be a field goal game one way or the other. What do you think? Um, I think I'm going to take Seattle here. Seattle seems to struggle in the secondary on defense. I think their run defense has been solid, nothing special, but... You think they'll be able to slow down Jackson a little bit? Yeah. I mean, and Clowney's fast enough to keep up with Jackson. Yeah. So, I, to be honest, I would spy Clowney on him and try to get him to jump up and knock down some passes. Yeah, I think they'll, you know, Seattle will do something to move around. They are at home. Their their home field advantage hasn't really been the same. No, honestly. Since the Legion of Boom. Uh, but... Yeah, I mean, this uh, to me, this is going to be a close game. And I'm, I'm taking Russell Wilson to tear apart that Baltimore secondary, even yeah. with Marcus Peters. Well, he's Russell Wilson just been out of this world. Uh, he doesn't turn the ball over. And it's not like they have a sub receiver. No, yeah. they don't. Metcalf looks like he's solid. Like he's good. number Lock, two. Lockett's been very good. They have a bunch um, of number two receivers. Yeah, they've got some good guys. Uh, Baltimore, on the other hand, I mean, Mark Andrews has been great. Yeah. Um, outside of that, Marquise Brown, Willie Sneed. I mean, yeah, these are guys good. that they're not scaring you. Um, so, but I just, I, Lamar Jackson always seems to, even when they're down, he seems to bring them back. And, oh, he definitely makes some plays. Yeah, and that's why the plus the plus three and a half, I, I, I feel good about that, having that, you know, that field goal cushion where, you know, maybe they, you know, get a backdoor cover or something like that uh, towards the end of the game. Um, but the last four, tw- the last game here at the four o'clock slate is Chicago at home to New Orleans. Uh, this is uh, minus three right now for Chicago, and it's all the way up at minus one twenty-five. So this is a lot of people mm-hmm. jumping on Chicago at minus three. I wonder if Trubisky's coming back for this game. I haven't heard anything yet. I, I haven't either. Um, we could take a quick look at that, but just my initial thoughts. I mean... I can't go against New Orleans until they lose. Yeah, it's... Uh, they, I know their, it's defense the is, their defense is playing very well, and they just went on the road. That's and the I, thing. It's it's not that their, off, their offense hasn't been doing anything nutty. What, they put up 13 last week Yeah, against the Jags? Yeah, so... And I know they're worse outdoors, but that defense isn't impacted by that. And Chicago's offense this year has just not been very good. Uh, I'm looking at Odd Shark right now, and it says that they're averaging 265 yards of offense a game, which is very, very low. That's got to be towards the bottom. Um, And, you know, head-to-head... They're, uh the last the last three meetings, uh, New Orleans has won won all three. So, you know, obviously it's a little different. They don't have Breeze, but Bridgewater's serviceable, and it's more me not trusting Chicago's offense to put up any points against this defense. So, um, especially a plus one hundred five where you're getting a little bit extra yeah. on top of your bet. I think New Orleans is a, is a good is a good pick here in terms of value. Um, you go New Orleans as well. Yes, I am. Okay. So 
so that finishes up the four o'clock. We have uh, two pro the two primetime games to, to finish up week seven here. Uh, this is a, a game that interests us both. Kind of hoping for a tie in this mm -hmm. one, uh, but Dallas is is uh, hosting Philly, and right now Dallas is minus three at plus one hundred five. So another game where, uh, depending on who you pick, you're actually getting plus money on the Dallas side. Uh, what are, What are your initial thoughts? Hmm. I mean, we don't know what Cooper's going to play with that's, that quad yeah, injury. That's a big. It's uh, a big thing. But Dallas will then turn to the run game more. And Philly has, would you say, struggled? Philly has, um, I'm looking at their... Definitely in the secondary. They've actually, they've actually done, done very well. well against the run. Uh, their rush defense, they're only giving up 63 yards a game right now. Okay, so then I'm definitely going to take Philly. Okay. Because Philly's issue seems to be Ronald Darby at cornerback number two. Yeah, and if he's going to be going up against Tavon Austin, then I'm not really that worried about it. Or Cobb. So, Dallas's offense at home is averaging over 500 yards a game. Yeah, but they play the Giants and yeah, the Redskins they play some at home. bad, some <laughs> bad teams. It really depends on what Dallas is going to come out and do. Because if Cooper's out and Prescott's off his game, and they can't take advantage of the secondary. Philly's defense, as far as their rush defense, is is pretty solid. And even their, uh, well, no, their, their pass defense is awful. No, uh, it's, it's Ronald Darby has been on the road, atrocious. On the road, they're giving up 362. And Dallas, their home average for passing yards is 362. So <laughs> I think we know what their game plan is going to be. It's just a matter of if they can execute it or not. Or if they have the players, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And uh, it's not like Dallas's defense is a world beater at home uh, anyway. I think that if you were looking at the two, you'd, you'd favor Philly's offense against their defense at home. Uh, this is a tough one. Uh, I think um, I think I'm going to go Philly here as well. I just think Dallas is in a tailspin. And, uh, I mean, Philly did lose last week. Both teams are coming off a loss. Yeah, so, I mean, this is kind of a game where, hey, just tie and, uh, and, uh, and we'll be very happy. But, uh, yeah, I think that as of right now, I think Philly is the, uh, the better team, um, despite how Dallas looked three weeks ago. It's kind of weird to say that right now, but um, that's a Sunday night game. So we'll finish up with this one here, hometown uh, Jets. They host the Patriots. This is the final uh, of the three double-digit spreads. New England's minus 10 right now. And I think the Patriots are going to win, but I think it's going to be closer than 10 points. Okay. You're on the Jets, then? I'm on, I'm on the Jets uh, just because it seemed like they got a little boost with uh, Donald coming back, obviously. And New England doesn't really play too well uh, when they don't care about the spread or anything no like that. and so I think um, like I said I think I think New England's gonna win but I'm looking for a little backdoor cover from the Jets uh, you know minus 10 divisional game with the Jets getting there I mean New England's 4-2 against the spread this season and one of them 
they didn't cover against the Jets the first time they played because the backup quarterbacks didn't fit the pick six. Yeah, which even at that, I mean, the spread at that game, the spread that game was twenty one, I believe. It was something insane. It was insane, and they would have covered, yes, if that did not happen. Um, but I mean, I know Darnold's definitely going to improve the offense, but I think this New England defense is yes this legit that it's not going to matter and. They'll put up enough points. Yeah, it's uh, it's actually kind of interesting here. The last 10 between them head-to-head. New England has won 9 out of 10, but the Jets have actually covered the spread 5-4-1. and one. Okay. So even though New England beats them, they don't... They, they, they cover close. the spread less less often, uh, or they they don't cover more often than they cover. Uh, so that that's actually kind of interesting to me. Um... Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm leaning towards the Jets. I know they're. I'm not even gonna look at their stats because it's just been. Kind yeah, it's not fair to look at their just, stats. No, it's just skewed as far as their game averages and things like that. I'd be so. mad if I was a player and I had any bonuses because yeah, yeah, I know. You just you're not getting games, it now. Yeah, yeah. So, but uh, yeah, the Jets. I think they'll. I think they could get a backdoor cover here, and uh, New England still pulls out the win, but. Minus 10 is just too, or 10 point spread is just too much for me right now. So, um, what did you, you, you I'm going to take, you know, take New England. Yeah. Okay. So, let's get our locks in and uh, we'll finish up um, with that. So, yeah, last week you went one and two with your locks okay. and I went two and one. Andy Dalton's backdoor cover cost me my yeah. three and a week. Yeah. So, overall, you're 10 and eight, correct? Yes. And I am five and 13. I did have a better week overall. overall. We tied the week overall, going both going seven and seven. So it wasn't, you know, it wasn't, a, you know, it was good for me because <laughs> I finally did not have a losing week. Um, so we'll try to build on that for for week seven here. But um, am I going first again? Always. Okay. So uh, first one I'm going to go with is. I'm going to go with San Fran against Washington. I like that pick. I think that's uh, that might be one of the safer. Even though it's a 10.5-10 spread right now, I think that that's one of the safer picks. Honestly, <laughs> I don't like too many of these games this week. So what are you thinking? I'm going to go uh, the Rams at minus three. Get it early. Atlanta's just too much of a shit show. Yeah, no, I agree. I think, uh, I think both teams are right now, but... Um, Atlanta's more of a shit show, so um, I'm gonna go for my next one. I'm gonna go Jacksonville uh, to cover minus four against Cincinnati. Like I said, I think they come to play, even though the trade of Ramsey he wasn't playing anyway. So I think he'll be less of a distraction, and they can kind of move on from it. And uh, and I, Cincinnati's just awful to me. Um, <laughs> that's that's really the big reason, but. That would be my second lock, Jacksonville minus four against Cincinnati. Okay, I think I'm going to take uh, Oakland at plus six as my next lock. Okay. I really like that run game Oakland's developed. Josh Shake has, has looked great this season. He has, so yep. I wasn't too sure about that pick. That was the one pick everyone was like, they're taking this guy. Yeah. When I do all the mock drafts, every single person had them taking him and... He's looked exactly... They didn't have a running back, so... <laughs> and he's come in and he's done a really good job. I've been pleasantly surprised with him. 
Um, so now we'll get to our head-to-head, which you have beaten me every week, every so, week far. so far. So uh, things have to come back to balance a little bit. Uh, let's see what we got here. Maybe maybe we'll just go with the. Uh, I mean, we could go with the, one of the hometown games, either the Giants or the Jets. If you want, it's your choice. Um, why don't we? Let's go with that Monday night game. Hopefully, okay. hopefully, uh, you know, we're both two and zero, and it comes mm-hmm. down to this one, and we can can uh, battle it out. But yeah, let's go with the Monday night game. Jets. I have the Jets plus ten. And you have New England minus 10. Yeah, so let's just give a quick recap. Yep. Max, you're on San Francisco at minus 10.5. Jacksonville at minus 4. And the Jets plus 10. I'm taking the Rams at minus 3. Oakland plus 6. And New England minus 10. Okay, so those are our picks. Uh, I'm feeling a good week. I'm just going to keep saying it. I'm going to keep saying it until it happens. I'm just feeling it. Uh, and hopefully, like I said, it comes down to that Monday night game. A lot of close spreads this week. Yeah, it's again, it's going to be a tough week. Um, I mean, like it is every week. It's just you know you got to really dig into the uh, to the stats a little bit to to really feel good about this stuff. So, um, but yeah, already at week seven. I mean, we're almost yeah. halfway through the season, and <laughs> it feels like it just started. So things are moving along pretty quick. Uh, but those, that's our, those are all our week seven picks. Hopefully it helps you uh, square up the sharp a little bit. And uh, just a few things before we sign off here. But uh, like we mentioned. Um, Looks like Washington's going to the World Series. Oh, they just won? Uh, okay. They're up 7 nothing in the bottom of the third. Wow. You know, as, <laughs> uh, I'm not a fan of any NFL. Uh, uh, NL East teams, teams uh, obviously because mm-hmm. I'm a Mets fan, but um, Isn't something nice about though? the Nationals because they they got rid of Harper, <laughs> and I've just never been a fan of his. Not only because he was on the Nationals, just I didn't. I thought I think he's always been overrated, and they get rid of him, and now they're headed to the World <laughs> Series. Something that they couldn't, you know, they couldn't get out of the first round when he was on the team. So, um, but yeah, that's uh, it's a little surprising. Four game sweep. Um, they're, they're looking pretty good with that pitching staff. But um, so, like we mentioned earlier, we're going to have uh, Michael Vale. He's the college football uh, contributor for the link. And he's going to come on Thursday and talk to us a little bit about the matchups coming up. And why Kirby Smart sucks. Yeah, I, I hope I hope we get into that. Oh, because, I'm going to get into yeah, that. You, you, you were, uh, uh, if you saw the bet that we put in uh, over the weekend, you would understand. But uh, we put that up on Twitter, and it's a little embarrassing. <laughs> but, you know, there's nothing that you can do about it. He, it was just to uh, have some extra money to go into Sunday's games with. Yeah. Which and cost us. Just shows you that nothing's nothing's really <laughs> safe. But, uh, yeah, we'll talk to him about that and, and the fallout and things like that because now you're talking about hey, the college football playoff, uh, the implications yeah. that it had for that. So we'll get into all that with him. Uh, again, that's going to be Thursday, kind of like what we did with the hockey, you know, just – talk about some other things and we'll get his uh nfl impressions as well as we uh near the halfway point here so um that's all coming up make sure to check us out on twitter at square the sharp 
And you can find us on Podbean, iTunes, iTunes, and uh, search for uh, Squaring Up the Sharp. Let us know what you think. Um, you know, give us a, a rating and a, a, you know an honest review if if you want to, and let us know what we can do better so we can improve going forward. And uh, again, look out for us on Thursday, and then um, you know we'll do our normal thing next week uh, as we as we uh, recap week seven. Hopefully, it's a good one, and and our, our picks can help you win some money this week. So. Uh, again, check us out on Podbean and iTunes and Twitter at Square the Sharp. And also uh, make sure to check out Link Sports, LYNQSports.com. Good website, some good information. Make sure to check that out. It's all free. All right. So uh, thanks for listening. And here's to squaring up the sharp.